0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dalla Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Welcome to the Word of God. I would like to really study the Word of God with you, talk about the doctrine of eschatology, which is an important knowledge that we should understand. Eschatology is a doctrine of last things. The word eschatology is derived from the Greek language eschatos, which means last, and logos, which means discourse. Therefore, in this series of lessons, we're going to learn about the intermediate state of man, death, the resurrection, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the judgment, the state, and the final destiny of the righteous and the unrighteous. I invite you to listen to the previous lessons that I taught before. And ask you to also listen to the next lesson until you finish the whole series. We have learned from the Bible that man is finite and man is limited by time and space. Man has a beginning of life. Man was born into the world. However, man was created for eternity. And therefore, every man has a beginning, but exists eternally. There is a lifespan between the birth and the death of every son and daughter of Adam and Eve. This is the space where man need to be reconciled to God, repent of his or her sin, and serve the Lord and live for the kingdom of God. God expects every man to be reconciled to him and live an obedient life. In fact, no one knows how long his lifespan is. Once this period of probation is over, mortal man dies, and his period of probation is forever ended. His eternal state and destiny are settled, unchanged, and unchangeable. For this reason, God really patiently calls all of us to turn away from our sin and accept His redeeming grace through Christ Jesus and start to serve Him and use our talents and gift and time to live for the kingdom of God or to build the kingdom of God. Every man dies. Death is the visible sign of the result of sin. Death has been the expectation and fear of all nations and all people. What is death? Physical death is the separation of the soul from the physical body. Death is not cessation or termination of being, but is a gate through which all men must pass. For man, whether righteous or wicked, is Eternity bowed. Although this body returned to the dust, the real man or the soul lives on. The soul is indissoluble and therefore indestructible. This is a third part of the lesson regarding the resurrections. We talk about the judgments and the resurrection. The resurrections of the dead. And the judgment of God are vitally linked together. Resurrection precedes judgment. And judgment necessitates resurrection. Before God judged His people after they died, He raised them from the dead. The physical body was raised up from the dead. This is why we can see the Connection of these two things together. The basic principle of the doctrine of Christ in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 talk about resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. Hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 to 2. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. You can see that the Bible put the doctrine of resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment together because they are connected. The resurrection of the dead are recorded in the, old testament and you learn that truth in the previous lesson in the new testament we can see that jesus taught the resurrection of the physical body as well as the spiritual resurrection i would like to review by reading john chapter 5 verses 28 to 29 do not marvel at this For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have not done good or have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Jesus Christ from his own mouth, he was talking about the resurrection of the righteous and of the unrighteous. Apostle Paul talked about the resurrection as well in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 11 and verse 21. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, verse 21, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Apostle Paul, Peter, John, and the Lord Jesus Christ spoke of the resurrection of the physical body as well as the spiritual resurrection. In the time of Jesus' ministry on earth and also the early church ministry by the apostle, we can See that the actual physical resurrection happened in that generation. Christ also was resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus, Christ's resurrection is a sure proof of the resurrection of all men. Look at the story of resurrection in the four gospel together here. I love to read Four Gospel. I love to read what Jesus was doing, and I have expectation that what He did can happen in my generation, and He can use us to pray for the dead and bring resurrection to the dead. Jesus said in the Bible, the work that He did, we shall also do. So I still pray that I will become more like Jesus as time goes by, and I can do more and more like what Jesus did. The Bible says in Matthew 9 18 to 26. Why don't we read this scripture together? I love to read the scripture because I want you to really hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and the word of God will come into your heart and bring revelation and light into your soul. Why he spoke these things to them? Behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. The people in the Bible believe in the power or the practice of the laying on of hands. They believe that the power of God can be transferred by the touch of the hand of Jesus Christ or the hand of the servant of God in the New Testament. So, Jesus arose, verse 19, and followed him, and so did his disciples. And suddenly, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years, came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Again, Jesus was in the touching ministry, the transferring of the anointing by touching, by speaking. This is why In New Hope International Church, we lay hand on a regular basis. Definitely, I do my best to live a holy life so that I will not impart wrong things into the brother and sister in, in the church or the guests who come to church. I love to lay hand in order to impart the power, the touching ministry. Verse 21, For she said to herself, she confessed, she believed in her heart, And she confessed with her mouth, and she took action of touching the hem of Jesus Christ. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Wow, faith is so important. I want to have more faith. To see more miracles and signs and wonders, healing, resurrection of the dead. I keep on listening to the Word of God, reading the Bible, being filled with the Holy Spirit, so that my faith will keep growing and growing and growing. I want to become more like Jesus in this generation. And the woman was made well from that hour, thank God, through her faith. And her faith was. Expressed in her confession, and she took the action of faith by touching the hem of Jesus Christ. I would like to have the anointing like Jesus, and I would like to practice what this woman did that is to walk by faith. Verse 23 When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and a noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, Make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. The word sleeping here means her physical body died into the ground. And one day God going to resurrect the dead physical body from the ground. That's why the Bible used the word sleeping for a dead body. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand. And the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. Definitely somebody was raised from the dead. That is a big news. Definitely big news. And I believe Jesus was very famous at that time. That he was able to raise the dead. And he has that resurrection power. Look at another story in the Bible, Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 23. Now it happened, the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, so sad, she has no husband, She has only one son, and her son passed away. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, I like this sentence. When you serve the Lord, you need to follow the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. You should not serve God and His people out of the duty, out of compulsion, or out of wrong motive. You should serve people With compassion, love, and mercy. When the Lord, verse 13, saw her, he had compassion on her. Definitely. She was a widow. She lost her son who could help her to earn some money or to take care of her. This is a sad story. The Lord Jesus had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. Oh, what a powerful miracle. And I want to see this kind of science and wonder in this generation. We will raise the dead like that. And he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John, we are talking about John the Baptist, John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? This question means, are you the Messiah? Are you the anointed one that the Old Testament mentioned of the coming of the Messiah? Verse 20. When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And that very hour, he killed many infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits. And to many blind, he gave sight. Oh, I love the ministry of Jesus. I want to follow his footsteps. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard. Seen and heard. When God anoints you to do something, you don't need to boast about your position, your title. You just live your life according to the anointing you have. The power of God manifests through you and people can see, people can hear, and that speak for you. You don't have to speak for yourself. Let the blind see. The lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. The poor have the gospel preached to them and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. You can see here that the resurrection of the dead was not only happening in the Old Testament, but it was happening in the New Testament. The resurrection of the dead is... The will of God is the reality of the kingdom of God. Let's look at the ministry of the apostle. Acts chapter 9, 36 to 42. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. I pray that all of my members in not. Seattle here or in uh, North West of America and all the members around America in Europe and also Asia will be labeled by God this way. That member, that brother, that sister was full of good works and charitable deeds, which he or she did. I pray that you will be that kind of believer. You has done good works and you show love in action to people who are in need. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. When they had washed her, the body, her body, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydda was near Joppa and the disciple had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he had come, they brought him to the upper room, and all the widows stood by him, weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out, knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. Arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and the widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa and many believed on the Lord. Wonderful. I pray that the resurrection of the dead shall happen in our generation Definitely, the final resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous will happen when Jesus comes back and after the 1,000 years of his reign on earth. But now, I pray that God will use your hand, use my hand, use this generation believer to lay hand on the dead, and the dead comes back to life. Look at the ministry of Paul now. That was the ministry of Peter, the apostle. Acts chapter twenty seven to 12. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lambs in the upper room where they were gathered together. And in a widow sat a certain young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. He was dead because he fell from the third floor of a building. But Paul went down, fell on him and embracing him said, Do not trouble yourself for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while even till daybreak, he departed and they brought the young man in alive and they were not a little comforted. You can see here that this man died after he fell off the third floor of a building, but by the ministry of Paul. He was raised from the dead. The resurrection of the dead is real. It happened in the Old Testament and it happened in the New Testament. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ also was real in history. Acts chapter 17, verses 30 to 31. Truly, these times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. God wants all men to repent, including you and me, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man. One day, the Lord Jesus, the man, means the Son of God, the Messiah, the King of all kings, will come back to judge the world by Jesus, whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising Him, raising Jesus from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. Both the Old and the New Testaments speak of two resurrections. The first resurrection, the first kind, is called resurrection of the righteous or Resurrection of the believer. This is the first resurrection. Let's look at the scripture together. Two kinds of resurrection. The resurrection of the righteous or the believer. Revelation 20, 4 to 6. And I saw thrones and they sat on them. And judgment was committed to them. They mean the apostles and the saints in heaven. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. These are the soul of the faithful believers, disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in many generations. They were willing to die for the name of Jesus. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. The first resurrection happened to the righteous, to the real born again believers. They are resurrected and they will reign on this earth for 1,000 years with Christ. But the resurrection of the unrighteous happened 1,000 years later. Verse 6, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. I believe you and me will be in the first resurrection if we die before Jesus returns. Because you are born again, Christian I'm a born-again Christian, and we serve the Lord. Over such, the second death has no power. After the first resurrection of our body, your body, the believer's body, there's no more second death, no more death. We will not die again. The second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with Him a thousand years. The resurrection of the righteous or the resurrection of the just are mentioned in the New Testament. Let's look at the scripture that talk about the resurrection of the just or the true believers. Acts chapter 24 verse 15. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Luke 14, verse 14, And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. In this life, some people may cheat us, offend us, take advantage of us, gossip about us, try to destroy our life. They wronged us, have offended us, and they will not repay us back what we lose due to their sin. Don't worry about it. Forgive them. Bless them. Do good to them. Don't curse them. Do you know why? Because one day, God is going to repay us at the time of our resurrection. The resurrection of the just. The Bible talks about the resurrection of life. For the believers in John chapter 5 verse 29. And come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. The Bible talk about the resurrection of the righteous. The resurrection of the just and the resurrection of life. Not only that. The Bible talk about awakening to everlasting life. In Daniel chapter 12 verse 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Talking about resurrection. Some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Waking up to everlasting life. That is the resurrection of the believer. Another word that the Bible uses is the better resurrection. Hebrews 11, verse 35. We men, received that dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. The better resurrection is a resurrection of the righteous. There is a second kind of resurrection. The first kind is for me and for you if you are a born-again Christian. The second kind we call The resurrection of the unrighteous. Or the second resurrection. The first resurrection is for the believer. The second resurrection for the unbeliever. Revelation 24 to 6, I read one more time. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. That is the second resurrection. After the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. The first resurrection for the believer but the second resurrection for the unbeliever. The Bible says that, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection, over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him in a thousand years. The Bible called the resurrection of, of the unbeliever the resurrection of the unjust in Acts 24:15, "I hope in God which they themselves also accept that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. The resurrection of the unbeliever called the resurrection of damnation or condemnation. In John chapter 5 verse 29, the Bible talks about resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. For the believer, we will be resurrected to life, to a new glorious body. But the resurrection of the unbeliever will come to condemnation. The resurrection of the unbeliever called the awakening to shame and everlasting contempt in Daniel chapter 12 verse 2. The Bible says some to shame and everlasting contempt. John tells us that these two resurrection are a thousand years apart in Revelation chapter twenty. After Jesus came back the second time, he will resurrect the believers and he will reign on earth for one thousand years with the believers. And after 1,000 years is finished, then the white great throne will happen and the resurrection of the unbeliever shall come as a second resurrection. At that time, the unbelievers in the resurrected body will stand before the great white throne and they will be judged by God according to their motive, their behavior, their lifestyle, and their heart, whether they have faith in God or not. So there will be the second resurrection, 1,000 years. Those who are holy have part in the first resurrection. They will see Jesus at the judgment seat of Christ, and receive rewards and eternal life according to their character and works while they were alive on this planet earth in their physical body. But the people of the second resurrection will be cursed. They are unholy people. They reject the Lord Jesus Christ. They also are judged and sentenced to eternal condemnation according to their character and works in this life as well. I will continue to talk about resurrection in the next teaching. In conclusion, in this teaching today, we learn that Jesus and the apostle talk about the resurrection of the body. The resurrection of the body happened in the ministry of Jesus and the ministries of the Apostle in the New Testament time, uh, in the full gospel. And there are two kinds of resurrections. The first resurrection for the believer, the resurrection of the just, the resurrection of life. But there is also the second resurrection, which will happen to the unbeliever. That resurrection is the resurrection to condemnation. So resurrection will happen. I would like to encourage all of you who are listening to this teaching. We don't know when we will die. We have limited time on this earth. Please repent. Please get right with God. Don't play around. Don't play game. Don't live in sin. Repent every day. Serve Him. Do what He tells you to do. Follow the Holy Spirit. You should give your time and energy to serve the Lord, to live for the kingdom of God faithfully. Because one day you and I will stand before the Lord. And I pray that you will stand before the Lord in the first resurrection, not the second resurrection. And you will hear the Lord Jesus say, good and faithful servant. You're so faithful. You prove your life that you love me and you live in the fear of God. You serve me. This is your reward. This is your eternal life and eternal mansion. Whatever you do while you're living in this body will dictate what will happen to you in eternity. God bless you. I hope this teaching really helps you to understand the resurrection of your body and the state and the rewards in eternity. Amen. God bless you. Father, I pray that your grace shall abound in our life you shall give us a new heart, a heart that is faithful to you, a heart that is full of love, compassion, a heart that is steadfast toward your kingdom. Lord, I pray that everyone, including me, who is listening to this teaching, shall not waste their life away, but they shall live faithfully in the calling of God in our life, And one day we will stand before Jesus together. Lord, we thank you so much for teaching us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. See you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you.